morning I'm going to be in two places in the scripture. A little bit of a different kind of a message today, but I want to just challenge us with a fairly simple thought. Um, but it's so important that we get this concept and just asking that God kind of uh, uh, applies it to each of our lives, each of our families and situations as he sees fit. But uh, I'm going to talk this morning about uh, uh, keeping our head up in the clouds. We'll get that in a minute. You know, sometimes in the Christian life, there's certain uh, uh, lingo that we kind of pick up, certain things, cliches we say, um, certain things that we say we get, but when you really analyze it, we really don't quite get. Uh, we really don't believe it. And I'm gonna, uh, I want to just bring the, a simple thought today on one of those issues, and the issue is uh, following the Lord. Um, turn to Matthew 4, if you would. Matthew 4, I think the sun's flirting with us, hopefully we'll get some sunshine here in a minute. Matthew 4, and look at verse number 18, familiar passage, and it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishers. Now, I want to just say, this is nothing uh, out of the ordinary, this is nothing unusual, these are just two men making a living. They're out there just doing life. And, uh, and, and you know, this was just, uh, it's just what they did. It'd be like coming upon somebody at a workplace or whatever. This was just uh, the details of what they were doing. And, and um, in verse number 19, And he, that's Jesus, said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now get this now. In straightway they left their nets. And what does it say? And followed him. You know, it's really not complicated. Uh, Jesus came to them and he said, hey, follow me. And what they did, they dropped what they were doing and they followed him. They followed him. Um, in verse number uh, 21, and going from hence, he saw two other brethren, James, the son of uh, Zebedee and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, get this now, and immediately they left the ship and their father and followed him. They followed him, and Jesus went about all Galilee. And I'll just pause right there. And um, so he said to them, follow, and they simply followed. And then he went about all Galilee, and, uh, and um, you know, how, how, how did they know where to go? How did they know what they're going to be doing? It's quite simple. They'd follow him. You know, I've been enjoying the, the, the TV series that uh, has been unfolding, uh, The Chosen. And uh, there's such confusion and and lack of clarity in the disciples' minds on what in the world they're supposed to be doing. But one thing's for sure is, uh, well, where's Jesus? If he moves, we move. If he stays, we stay. And that's kind of uh, one of the underlying themes that's going on. That uh, They don't even, you know, they're, they, they, when they're at one place too long, they kind of just start bickering with each other. That's kind of what we do, right? And uh, not really sure what's going on. But one thing they do know is, that, hey, if Jesus says pack the tents, it's time to go to the next place. We'll go to the next place. They went out around all Judea. If you ask the disciples, hey, what's your next stop? They likely would have said, we don't know. We just follow Jesus. <laughs> this is just what we do. And that's, you know, the Christian life. I want to kind of focus on that thought. We're going to go to one more passage, uh, Exodus 13. Exodus 13. Exodus 13. 
<clears throat> and in Exodus 13, look at verse number 19. <clears throat> and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, <clears throat> and he had, uh, for he had uh, straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And uh, they took their journey from Succoth to, and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of, of a cloud and led them in the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And let's pray as we uh, get into this this morning. Our Father, we do ask that you'd help us today all of our families, all of our various needs that are represented here, uh, ministry of your church. Lord, I pray that you help us get this simple truth, one of the very first lessons you gave to the children of Israel in the wilderness, one of the very first lessons we see played out as Jesus calls his disciples. Lord, I pray that you teach us to be followers, not just believers, but followers of you. Would you help us now? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, I don't particularly like walking with other people. I'm a, I'm a little bit taller. I've got a little bit longer stride than some folks. And uh, I don't like groups. I don't like crowds. And, you know, sometimes when I'm at somewhere, uh, uh, maybe uh, sightseeing or as a, as, a, as a tourist a little bit, and uh, we're in a crowd or a tour is going on, you know, sometimes I've taken something in and I'm kind of ready to go on. And people are kind of dilly-dallying and looking at everything and taking it all in. And I kind of get impatient. And, you know, it's like, come on, you know, Christmas is coming. Let's get this show on the road here. And, uh, you know, then there are other times where I just, I want to sit there and kind of contemplate and take in what I'm looking at. Everyone else is kind of going. And I'm like, don't you realize what we have right here? And, you know, let's, let's take this in. And, you know, uh, I like to set my own pace. I think most of you are probably like me. You see, I don't like it when I'm in Walmart and the aisles are narrow, and the person in front of you is completely oblivious that there's anyone else in the world, and they just stop to see whatever that special is that's being displayed on the, on the thing there and on the shelf, and, and you're just kind of stuck behind them, and you can't really go around. There's other people, and, and I, I guess we're all going to look at this thing too. And, uh, and you know, it's frustrating, uh, you know, having, having to do that. And, you know, but, uh, but people are often, you know, too fast. They're too slow. Uh, uh, they're not going the right direction. And, you know, we, we, like, we like the option to do what we want to do. We like the option to go where we want to go, the pace we want to go. And, you know, and the first thing in the Christian life really is this, is to learn how to follow Jesus Christ. That is the, the, the first thing, the, the primary thing. And, and, and quite frankly, one of the things that uh, sometimes is a little bit hard to identify. We kind of talk about it, and many times we, we over-spiritualize it. We do it in a very um, ambiguous way. Well, you know, just make sure you follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Well, what does that mean? You know, and, uh, and, but, but, but it, is, it is the most important thing that we figure out what it means. Figure out what it is to be a follower of Jesus. You understand something? I'm not talking about being saved. I'm talking about following Jesus, being a follower. When Jesus called that first group there, the first thing they had to learn was simply follow him. Um, you see, you could be believing, but not following. You could trust Him as your Savior, but not necessarily follow Him. Um, uh, but it's, it's so crucial. It's, it's so important that we learn what it is to follow. 
the first thing the disciples had to learn, they had to learn to follow him. And so what happened? He went through Galilee. He went throughout all Galilee, and when he stopped, they stopped. When he went, they went. And uh, many times they kind of reasoned among themselves, but, but very few times did they actually straight up ask Jesus, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> what's, what's next on the agenda? Could we get, you know, could we get a plan uh, you know, so we can prepare? Could we see you know, what the next week is going to look like? Can we see what the next month is going to look like? Can we, can we get the, a schedule going? And, and uh, no, it was simply they just would follow. Children of Israel in the wilderness, the same thing. They had to learn very, very uh, important from the beginning to simply follow God. <clears throat> so God set it up. It wasn't complicated. Simply, there was going to be a, a pillar of cloud by day, right? Can every one of you see the clouds? They're easy to see. It's daytime, right? And so this specifically, this was a pillar. This was something very distinct. And it was something everyone could look upon and see. And, and it's very easy. And when the cloud would move, what happened? They would move. When the cloud would stop, they would stop. And then the same thing at nighttime, there was a pillar of fire. And now fire is very easy to see at nighttime. I was walking up uh, over to the restrooms uh, uh, the other night, and someone had just stoked the fire here. And I could see the, the tall flames from way up there through the trees and everything. And you can see fire. Fire gives off light, and it's dark out, but there's the fire. And there was maybe even a comfort in knowing that fire is still there, right? You peek out of your tent at night. Oh, it's still there. Okay, we can go back to bed. There, there, there was something there that was refreshing that we're where we're supposed to be. We're exactly where God wants us to be. And so he has to teach us this concept from the very beginning so that we know how to follow because how we follow largely affects where we're going to end up. How you learn to follow the Lord is, is, is going to determine uh, where you go, where you end up, the lessons you learn. See, we teach our kids early on. Maybe, maybe you're somewhere where it's crowded or whatever, and you'll tell your children, hey, stay close. Stay right by me. We, uh, we lost Tess in the airport for a, for a short time. And uh, the panic that enters in when you turned right and she went straight. And it's a very busy terminal. And, I, and, I, and I, I knew the direction she went, so I started looking for her, and I'm, I'm almost to her when all of a sudden I hear over the intercom, well, the parents of Tess, <laughs> Tess Richard, <laughs> uh, come to this counter or whatever and uh, so luckily someone had found her and uh, she wasn't kidnapped and we're, we're okay but, uh, but you know we tell them hey stay close by why there was something we understand that they don't understand there are several things we understand they don't understand we understand where we're going they don't know where we're going uh, we understand there are uh, dangers out there they don't understand there are dangers out there you might tell them but they don't understand really I mean, think how can a child really understand the concept of an adult wanting to do harm to a child? You know, they don't know. And so, so you even try to drill it in. Do you realize if we are separated, this could be the end? <laughs> you know, we, we want to make it real serious to get them to just simply follow. But what do, early on we say, hey, follow. Hey, if I say stop, you should stop dead in your tracks because I see something you may not see. You may not see that car coming. May, and so, so what are we doing? We're, we're teaching them to follow. We're teaching them to hear the voice. We're teaching them to, to respond. And these are the, some of the very earliest, very first lessons. You know, sometimes we lose our way. Sometimes Christian people lose their way. You lose your way really because you stop following. Somewhere along the way, there was a breakdown in how you followed. And so you start losing your way and I, I don't say I don't mean you stop becoming a Christian 
or you're not a Christian. I'm not saying you uh, you stop loving God, but somewhere along the way there was a breakdown in your fellowship, following after God, and you find yourself uh, somewhere that He's not there. Now I understand God. You know, said, said I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee, and and His presence is with us. But I'm talking about the direction He has for us in life. You go somewhere, you get ahead of God, you get off track from where He wanted you to be. And I like what Moses had said when he was trying to decide what he's supposed to do. And he tells God, if your presence goes not with me, I don't want to go up. That's something you and I ought to have in our heart. God, if you're not there, if that's not the direction you're going, if you're not paving the way, I don't want to go that way. I don't want to go there. But we find ourselves thinking we know best at times and we and we get ahead of God's plan or we we stop following somewhere and we simply find ourselves we wake up one day and we say where am I how did I get here what's what's going on I lost my way and and, and they begin having these thoughts I start wondering is it even worth it is there and the joy is gone and the the direction the confidence and you think back boy I remember when I I knew I was right where I was supposed to be I knew everything was going well and today I wake up and and quite frankly it all just looks strange I don't know where I am I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and you wake up and you just simply feel feel lost directionless there was a breakdown somewhere in your fellowship so the first thing you got to do is to learn how to follow him. So what do you do? Later on in Matthew, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, get this now, and follow me. Follow me. It's all about following. I'm not just saying that you have to be a believer. By the way, salvation is the beginning. Salvation is the starting point. But I am saying that you must uh, that that he must be leading. I'm saying is in your family, you dads are not really leading. Now the leaders need to be led. He's leading. In our in our church, he must be leading. In in our you know various capacities, he must be leading. As believers, we we need to say, Am I on track? Am I following well? See, you, have, you and I, we have a limited capacity in understanding our destination. In understanding the journey along the way. And, and, uh, and you're, you're not supposed to be leading. You're supposed to be following. You're supposed to be following. So what does that mean? It means when he moves, you move. When he stops, you stop. And you follow. You keep your eyes on the cloud. You keep your head up in the cloud. Keep watching the cloud. Some may say, well, well, you know, I've never stopped a day in my life. Yeah. And that's why you lose your way. Because when he stops, you should stop. When he moves, you should move. <clears throat> we don't like the stop times. We get antsy. We, uh, I remember um, years ago, um, I think it was the first time I probably, looking back, first time I started having some heart problems, but I would get these, almost like a panic attack, but it wasn't a panic attack, but, but it was, I would have downtime and, and my heart would start racing and I'd have trouble breathing, all this, and, uh, and, and I found out from somebody it was uh, adrenal fatigue. I'd push myself so much and my body was always go, 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 that when I had downtime, my body didn't know how to react. And, and so it's like, 
it's like panicking. Something's wrong. We have stopped. You know, a lot of us are that way that, 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 that I can't have rest time. There are things today. We're burning daylight. We're losing summer. We only have a few months of summer anyway in Alaska. We're, we're losing this. And we, we get into that mode. But what happens is we, we have that mentality. Well, I just, I never stop. It's go, go, go. Then you've lost the fundamental of fellowship. You just want to keep going. Well, when the leader stops and you keep going, what happens? You pass them. You pass them up. Fellow, uh, a fellowship is you do what he wants you to do, when he wants you to do it, the way he wants you to do it, and he begins to determine the agenda. God deemed this so important that it was the first thing they had to learn, both with the children of Israel. It's the first thing they had to learn uh, in following Jesus and, and the ministry there. It's amazing how, you know, at least recorded in Scripture, we really don't have Jesus, or especially early on, giving his disciples much detail. Hey, follow me. I'm going to teach you something. And every day they followed him. There were days when they were, they were out in the wilderness, and uh, boy, we don't have any food, and we have all these people out here, and Master, send them away because they're going to faint out here and, and they, they followed us this far. We can't just send them away. What do we have? Oh, man, I can see the disciples panicking. We failed the master. We didn't plan for this. We didn't bring food. We didn't prepare. And, and he said, hold on a second. It wasn't your job to. He didn't give you that instruction. He said, you simply follow me. So what do we have? Well, there's a lad here with some fish and some, some bread. and That's good. Bring it. We'll use that. He prays, blesses it, and the disciples, no, no doubt, had just been amazed by the whole thing, and they collected up the, the 12 baskets and all these leftovers, and, and what was happening? They were learning some things about fellowship. They were learning some things about faith, about trust, because they're going to need that later on when the Master will not be with them. They're going to need that. They're going to need to remember what it's like to follow Him. Now we have the Holy Spirit of God, and we must follow Him as He leads us. As they, as they were the, the pillars, that foundation of the church, as, as they were moving forward, they needed to learn these simple lessons. So Jesus didn't give them much instruction because as a child with the parent, the parent doesn't need to explain to their little children how they're paying the bills. They don't need to explain. They simply have to say, hey, trust me. Have you missed a meal yet? You don't need to worry about where the food's coming from. You don't need to worry about all these things. We're going to take care of you because we're the parent, you're the child. And we're doing, we're teaching them trust. And if we do our job well, one day we're going to transition that trust into learning to properly follow their Heavenly Father. As we took care of you, He will take care of you. As we've met your needs, He will meet your needs. And as we've told you everything you need to do, now you look to Him for everything you need to do. And we learn fellowship. So you can see Moses there. He gathers the children of Israel together. All right, everybody listen up. Pay attention. So this isn't complicated. Here's what God's given us to do. We're going to go on a journey. Everybody look up. Does everybody see the cloud? And they all nod their head. Yeah, we see the cloud. Okay, good. Good. That's pretty... Uh, uh, now, here's what we've got to do. Now that we're all together, we need to make sure we see the cloud. And here's what our job is. We just simply follow the cloud. And when that cloud right there uh, lifts up and it begins to move, we pack up and we, we just simply follow the cloud. And then it'll sit down and it'll rest and we, and we stop. And it rests. And they can hear the thinker in the crowd, uh, uh, excuse me, yes, uh, 
What do we do at nighttime? Very good question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, uh, there's going to be, just like the cloud, there's going to be a pillar of fire. And the same exact thing goes for the fire. We keep our eye on the fire, and when the fire moves, we simply move, and when it stays, we stay. Any questions? Pretty simple, right? Children, do you all understand? Oh, adults, do you understand this? And that's simply what we do. It's a very simple thing. It's not complicated. When it moves, we move. Lesson number one, that everybody has to learn. Because if you don't learn this, you'll lose your way. You follow him. When he moves, you move. When he stays, you stay. If you lose your way, you won't, you won't deal very, very good about your journey. You're going to have some struggles. You're going to look at it and get discouraged. You're going to say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I, I feel let down. I feel like I've missed something along the way. And again, I'm not saying you lose your faith. I'm not saying you lose your passion for God. You just find yourself in a place. I, I don't know where I am. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm, very, I'm in a confused state right now. I don't know if you ever felt like that way. I felt this way even in my, in my family at times. You know, I, I don't know where we are. I don't know where we're going. And it seems like somewhere we've lost our way. I've had these conversations with my wife. I feel like we're kind of going in circles. We're kind of spinning our wheels. Do we have direction? Do we have a, a plan in life? And really it comes back to this. Have we been following? Have our eyes been on the Lord? Have we been, been desiring, uh, figuring, trying to figure out, Lord, what is it you have for us at this season, at this moment? Uh, uh, have, have you moved and we, we failed to move? Have you stopped and we kept going? Is there, is there something that was missed? So where the follow, we ask the question, and really it comes back to this, where has the fellowship broken down? Where has the following broken down? See, we all understand following the concept, but we just don't do it very well. We think following means like me earlier. I'm doing my, this is my pace. This is how I'm doing it. Well, I'm not in charge. I'm not the leader. I'm, I'm the follower. I'm to follow him. There's some things we must realize that they were going to realize when they followed. Look at verse 21 again if you're in Exodus 14. <clears throat> the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud and led them in the way. Get this now. And by night in the pillar of fire to give them light and to go by day and night. You know, a part of following, as we're travelers on this journey, a part of the following is yes, to go by day, but part of the journey is also the night, the night season. When we talk about the night, oftentimes we're talking about those difficult situations. In the night, you don't see clearly. In the night, things are, uh, are, uh, are you know, uh, obscured, and they're, 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 they're kind of blocked, and maybe discouragement can set in. It's those difficult times, those night seasons. I want to say this statement, night is always part of the journey. Night is not a detour from the journey. Sometimes we think that way. When things are going a little off or, or the plans didn't quite work out the way we thought they were supposed to do, and we think, I'm off the path somewhere. I've lost it somewhere. Hold on a second. Nighttime is part of the journey. We, we, we have this concept. I don't, know, I don't know how we can read characters in the Bible. We read about these Bible characters, and God gives us honest biographies in Scripture, the discouragement they went through in those dark seasons, those night seasons, and uh, they begin to encounter these things. We look at that, and 
and you know, they, 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 yes, they, they meet Jesus, but then somewhere along the way, there's going to be some discouragement and some difficulty. I mentioned earlier that series, The Chosen, and there was a lot of controversy raised because they, de- they depicted Mary Magdalene as, uh, as Jesus had helped her and cast out the demons and, and, and whatnot. And they had this, see- this scene, uh, this uh, episode, where she basically backslid. She got super discouraged and went back to her old life. And people are like, oh, that could never happen. Right. Because the Bible, people in the Bible, as soon as they encountered Jesus, they never had a problem again. And somehow, 2,000 years later, we've just missed the formula, guys. It's fallen apart somehow, some way. And, and I want to say this. Yes, uh, the grace of God is enough. And yes, there's, there's their power in the blood. And, and, and yes, all those things are true. But let me just say, there are times of discouragement. There are times of these seasons. I think of Peter, the pillar of the church. That's what Paul called him. He was a pillar. <laughs> he got so discouraged, he went back to his old life that Jesus called him from. Well, Jesus is dead. I guess I'm going fishing. You know, the disciples, yeah, we'll go with you. What do you mean, Peter? Why aren't you waiting outside the door of the, of the tomb? I mean, I mean, that's almost how we look at it. Boy, if that was me, if I was Peter, I'd be sitting there waiting by the tomb. Day one. Day two. Day three. All right, any moment now. There he is. I knew he was coming. <laughs> no, he's... Boy, we just wasted three and a half years of our life. What a waste. Those, those difficult times. But we look at these characters in the Bible and we can see uh, their darkness. We can see Elijah greatly depressed. I'm the only one left. I wish I was never born. Jonah, boy, we give Jonah a hard time. And, uh, and, and I think there's some good reason. That's an honest book of the Bible. I tell you, Jonah. Jonah was in a tough place. And we give him a hard time. Because we never would have a situation like that. We would never go through anything like that. And, and, and we miss it. We think somehow you're going through a dark season. Somehow if you're discouraged, somehow if you're down, then, uh, then you've missed it. You're not walking with God. And you're not being renewed in the joy of the Lord. And you're, you've completely, you're off track. But let me just say, the night is part of the journey as well. And in the night season, God is still doing something. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. He's working these. All things does not, does not mean when it's all flowers and sunshine. All things. Folks, more times than not, God uses the difficulties the trials, the failures of others, the hardships to work in us. But here's the thing. He leads us by day and by night. We think that if I'm going through a night season, I must be off the path. It's night. I can't see afar off. I don't know what's happening. Where are you, God? But night's part of the journey. It's not it's not that I detoured and need to get back on the path. Night's part of the path. He'll lead you in the night like he leads you in the day. Maybe, uh, maybe you only want to travel during the day. You know, some people get very nervous and very anxious about flying at night. You look out the window, you don't see a thing. And somehow, in your mind, if it's a daytime, you look out the window, well, I can see the ground, I can see we're going in a direction, and, and, and you feel better. But let me just say, do you have control? It's still someone else flying you, but I, I feel better because I can see. It's a mental thing. That's how we are, right? I remember one time, 
there's a, uh, there's a, the town I grew up in, there's this uh, beautiful hike called Castle Rock, and you can see the whole valley from the top of this rock. And, and every year there's a, there's a beautiful uh, fireworks display because fireworks are illegal in California. And so the fire department puts it on over the lake and, and, uh, and it's an awesome display. And I remember one year I went up there, I hiked all the way to the top. Did we do, I did, I did it with you, right? And uh, did I forget the flashlight with you? What? I'm trying to remember if it was with you or one of my friends growing up. Yeah, so we go up and it's light, but then we hang out there until about 9 p.m. And I realized I didn't bring a flashlight. So we have to make our way down this hike. You know, I mean, I'm talking cliffs and rocks and all this stuff. Making his way down this hike with, uh, luckily it was a pretty bright moon that night, but, uh, but I mean, we're just taking our time because, oh man, I didn't plan this out very well, did I? Now I've done that trail a thousand times, but something different when you can't see. Something different when it's in the night. And he leads, still in the night. By the way, you know when your lights are out, God's lights don't go out? The day and the night are alike unto God. He sees what you cannot see. He sees far beyond what you can see. You can't escape the night because it's part of the journey. You go by day, you go by night, and we tend to think that if I'm in the night, I must be in sin or I must be off somewhere. I must, you know, my heart might be right, but I just want to say night's part of the journey. Secondly, we need to cut people some slack when they're going through their night. We need to show a little grace when people go through their night. There are cycles in life and there's a journey and everyone's on their own distinct journey. You see, it's not, Christianity's not this cookie-cutter thing as step one, step two, step three. There are several things that are going to be the same for all of us. By the way, salvation is the same for all of us. Amen? So I get very, very uh, concerned when I hear uh, someone share a testimony and the gospel's not in there. That doesn't sound like salvation. That sounds like a nice story. But the gospel's the same for everyone. There's one gospel. And, and uh, there's one way of salvation. And so, so uh, you know, there are several things that are the same, but our journey in that path and him making us like, like himself and, and, you know, God is such a personal and involved God, he gives each of us a journey. And he says, now here's the job. You simply follow me. And when he moves, we move. When he stops, we stop. But, you know, we're far too harsh with people that they're going through their night season. We put these unreasonable expectations and demands on them and, like whole life should just be wonderful and great all the time and and uh it's just not always that way and so we put on our smile and we come to church and we go through the motions why because i don't want to let the brethren down they can't see me struggling they can't see me in a night season because that's just not christian that's just not spiritual and what we really do is we show a great ignorance in understanding the journey and so since we don't understand it very well, we have very little patience for someone else going through it because we miss it. The night season that they're going through is a part of their journey and God's working through this. By the way, story of Samson, fascinating character in the Bible. And don't try to figure it out because you're not going to. But why was Samson down there when God did all his great things with him in the Philistines? He wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Yet God did all these great things with Samson. And I know the Bible, you know, uh, what shall we say? Because we continue in sin that grace may abound. God forbid. That's not God's plan. But, but it's amazing how even, even, even where he was at, God did something. Remember, uh, remember the, the, the disciples in the boat in the middle of the storm. Question. Were they 
obeying Jesus or were they in rebellion when they entered that storm? They're absolutely obeying. They were following. And yet this storm, it was to the point they thought they were going to die. They were toiling all night and the wind was contrary. They were just stuck. They're getting tired. They're getting delirious. They think Jesus is a ghost. But they were, all they did was obey. And we think, well, if we just trust and obey, there is no other way Jesus if we trust and obey. Now we should trust and obey. But sometimes obedience leads to some very hard things. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. It can be very difficult. Paul got stoned to death. It can be difficult. I think about countless martyrs through history. They were simply fought. These night seasons. Night is a part of everyone's journey. It's a journey of day. It's a journey by night. And if you're going to be a follower, you'll, you'll never be a follower unless you understand this, this, this fact. You move when he moves. You stay when he stays. Second statement I want to make. Nobody knows the way the journey of God is going to take you. All we may know is the destination. You may not know the way that it's going to take you, but you'll know the des- But you may know the destination. These these uh, Israelites, they knew they were on a journey to Canaan, but they didn't know how they were going to get there. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever looked at it on a map. They did not go the easiest route. It really was not that far of a walk. What are you doing going all over the place? See, you may understand the point where God wants you to go, but you don't know how he's going to get you there. God doesn't give us an advanced map. He doesn't give us a, a road map of what our life's going to be. And I think, if you're anything like me, if I saw that road map ahead of time, I'd say, uh-uh. Nope. Too much for me. But you can trust the fact that God will lead you there. Well, I just don't know how it's all going to pan out. No, but you know the destination. You know the end. And if God had promised them Canaan... Canaan is going to be the arrival point. Uh, they'll know when they get there. Well, well, we've never been to Canaan. Look around you. Neither have any of these millions of people. So what do we do? How do we know if we get there? Well, you see that cloud? When the cloud moves, what do we do? We move. When it stays, what do we do? We stay. Well, how do we know if we get there? Because one day we're going to look around and say, here we are. It's Canaan. But the problem is we all want to walk like I walk. Well, I've kind of done some research. I've looked it up. Canaan's this way. And guys, you can all stay and stare at the cloud all you want, but uh, I'm going to go to Canaan. Who's with me? Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I'm tired of camping. After a while, camping gets tiring. These guys camp for a while. Canaan's right over there, guys. Let's just go. We can make this happen. We say, I know it's there, and we're here. It makes more sense because, you know, the, the, the cloud's there, and it's saying, let's go this way, but I know Canaan's that way, and we get kind of stuck in this thing, and before long we say, I lost my way. And then we say this, why did God do this to me? No, 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 you did this to you. Well, I, I know the direction, and I just thought, okay, I got it all planned out. I, I did the research. I checked with Google, and everything's, this is the plan. And hold on a second. You got a glimpse of a direction. You got a glimpse of where you're supposed to be, and then, and then you, again, you miss God. You bring yourself there. The cloud 
goes one way, you want to go the other because you're smarter than God. Because I'm smarter than God. Folks, that's human nature. That's what we're doing. That's why he says, if any man will follow me, what must he do first of all? If any man will follow, come after me, he must deny himself. Because you're not as smart as you think you are. And I'm not as smart as I think I am. And this flesh is at odds with God. So if I'm going to follow, i got to realize that. You'll have some well-meaning people. Well, brother, don't you understand? It's quicker if we go this way. And just simply say, thank you, brother. I'm going to watch the cloud. Well, this is a shortcut. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your concern. Here's where we're going. Third statement. The journey of God is almost never the shortest distance between two points. The journey of God is almost never the shortest distance between two points. Why? You see, we want to get there as quick as possible. Well, it's right there. There's Canaan. But for God, there's just as much value in the journey as there is in the destination. God's doing a work in us. God is developing us. God has some lessons for us to learn on this journey. You say, how in the world could God do anything with my time in the military? God did a lot in my time in the military. How in the world could God do anything with fill in the blank? It's all part of the process. It can be so tough many times when leading because people want to move. They want to get there. See the cloud? When the cloud stops, we what? When the cloud moves, what do we do? You see? And there are times when we're in a rest time. There are seasons. There are times when we must stop and God's determining the pace, God's determining the direction. And every time God decides how far we go and every day, every month, you know, hey, this is a good month where we're gaining some ground. Then this is another month we're going slow and we start to think, well, last month, look how far we went and this month we're only going this far. We must have missed it. No, no, no. Slow down. Keep your eye on the cloud. See, I'm sure there were some people that thought they were going way too slow. I mean, by the way, probably not in this group. I don't think they complained much. But can you just hear some of the guys, you know, murmuring? This Moses, look how slow we're going. At this pace, we're never going to get there. These, uh, these tend to be action men, you know. Go, go, go. Hey, we got it all planned out. We got this figured out. We, we can make this, this work. And you know what happens? They'll tend, they'll tend to action you right off a cliff. <laughs> here's, here's what we need to do. We, we keep driving. We keep pushing. And they don't understand. When the cloud stops, they stop. They don't understand that. They don't like that. I'm excited, preacher. Let's go. Let's get on this thing. I say, hold on. Hold on. Brother. See the cloud? See the cloud? I say, yes, I see the cloud. All right. Why don't you do me a favor? You watch that cloud, and you tell me when that cloud starts to move again. Okay, we got this. And we slow down sometimes. There are seasons. You see, I, I know where we're going. I know the destination. But the journey, God, God determines that. He, he kind of lays it out. And I'm not about to just launch out and get ahead of the crowd. I think about Peter, how he was very reckless at times. And God had to temper that. Now, that was going to be useful. It was, but, but God had to temper that. And, and I think about when Jesus was being arrested, and Peter's like, that was my chance. And he pulls out that sword, and he cuts off the guy's ear. And, and uh, hold on, Peter, this is not my plan. You're, you stopped following at that point. 
You've missed it. Up to this point, you let me determine everything, and now you just kind of, uh, you know, now's my chance to shine. Jesus, you needed some protection. I told you you needed protection. Don't you realize, Peter, I could call 12 legions of angels? You knucklehead. I'm not as kind as Jesus. I don't think he would have called him a knucklehead. You have people that think you're going too fast. Some people say, 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 we're going too slow. We're not getting there fast. Some others are going to say, uh, we're going too fast. There's just too much going on. We need to slow down. And, uh, and uh, you start to get that. You say, hey, you know, preacher, I just, I don't think we're doing enough for the Lord. And, oh, uh, well, thank you, brother. We're just doing too much. We're just so busy. Thank you, brother. <laughs> That's the nature of, of, of leadership at times. As God led, he had them, there was rest time. There was downtime. And some of us, rest time, get, we get very antsy. We get very, oh, we should, we're supposed to be doing something. Hold on. The question is, are you, are you still abiding under the cloud? Well, yes. Okay. Then you wait. This is good. The Christian life is not just full-on, non-stop, go, go, go. You'll kill yourself. It's too much. There, there are going to be times... I'm absolutely convinced that every local church goes through periods of stillness and waiting, times of, uh, of growth and forward movement, and the times of pause. And, and sometimes we kind of look at that and we say, wait a minute, are we missing something? It's not, not like it was. And, and, you know, and, and, and some, some, I've, I've been around some places where they, they so organize it, uh, uh, we're off track. Look at how many baptisms we had the first quarter. Look at this second quarter here. We haven't had hardly any. And, and we What's wrong? Are we, have we lost it? Has God departed from our church? And we, we, hold on a second. Time out. Are we following the cloud? Are we watching? Are we abiding? As individuals, you need to make sure that God is setting the pace, setting the direction. The moment you give in to the pressure of even those around you, what you should be doing, what the Christian life should look like, you're going to start watching them and stop watching the cloud. You're going you're gonna to miss it. You'll go, on, you'll go on for a little while, but then you'll, uh, then you'll reach that awful place. You kind of wake up one day, I, I don't know where I am. Or worse, I don't know who I am. And even worse than that, people were following me. And I led them to this place where I don't know where I am. Followership is the beginning. It's what you're supposed to learn. He said, follow me, and they followed him. They went through Galilee, and he stopped, and they stopped. Uh, you know, hey, uh, hey, John, how, how long do you think we're going to be here this time? Uh, I don't know, brother. Three days? Yeah, maybe three days. I don't know. We'll see what he does. But for now, he said to pitch the tent. We're pitching the tent. He said to go collect some food. We got some food. And, and uh, I don't know what the plan is, really. But they just followed. And then Jesus comes along. He says, all right, man, now we're going over here. Okay, we're going over here. But before we go over here, we have to go over here. And he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why are you going through Samaria? That's not direct. This doesn't make sense. I mean, the Samaritans don't even like us. But this is where we're going. So they, they followed. It's the first thing we must learn in the Christian life where we get lost. And by the way, there are a lot of Christians who are lost. I don't mean they're not saved. They, they're, 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 they're directionless. They're aimless. Good people who have a lot to offer, but they've simply lost their way. A lot of people have a lot to give, and, and they give, and they give for a while, and they're serving, and they're doing stuff. 
but they didn't they didn't realize there was supposed to be some rest time. They didn't realize there was a, there was a pace there. And what happened? They got discouraged, and now now they're nowhere to be found. And now they don't give any any part of themselves. So if God set in the journey, the the pace of the journey may be determined by uh, by many times by the weakest among you, by the weakest among us. Think about it in your families. Take your family out somewhere, and you've got a three-year-old with you. You have two choices. You walk with the three-year-old, or you pick up the three-year-old and carry them and go your pace. But you don't look at that and say, well, she's holding us back. I think we should probably put her down. No, it's your child. You don't do that. And, you know, the Bible talks about how God... God cares for, uh, uh, gently leads those who are with child. There's, there are paces. You understand the children of Israel had some elderly people. The children of Israel had some babies. In 40 years, I think they had a few babies. You can only go so fast. You can only move at such a pace. God understands that. And, and God's working in each individual, and he's teaching them all, hey, here, we watch the cloud. We follow the cloud. This is what we're doing. We're going in this direction. And, and this is what he does. He, he, you understand that God is concerned with each of those. The job of every leader, the job of every follower, is to learn to follow as God leads. Next statement. Good followers walk when God walks, and they wait when God waits. When we're presumptuous, we, uh, we're, we, 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 we're sure to know, we, that we know what's best. We start to run ahead. We let people uh, push us ahead of where we ought to be. And the, and the cloud moves. Uh, let, hey, let's move. But there are times when the, when the cloud moved. By the way, there are times when the cloud moved and we did not. I think about there, there are some times even in modern day missions when, when certain countries opened up. And you know what happened? Christians weren't ready to get in there. You know who were ready to get in there? The Mormons. Some of the cults, they, they were ready. I think when, uh, when the USSR fell and, uh, and Russia opened up a little bit to, to, to missions, uh, th there were some people that were on the next plane. Meanwhile, uh, good, good Christian churches are like, hey, Russia's open. Who wants to start learning Russian? Maybe we start learning the language. Maybe in a three or four years we'll get in there too. I'm just saying the cloud moved and we missed it. There are times the cloud moves and we miss it. There are times when the cloud stays and we keep going and, and, and we miss this thing. It becomes problematic. Good fellowship is go when he goes and uh, where he goes as fast or as slow as he goes. And that's what we're supposed to do. To get to where you, you, uh, you need to go, let me just say you don't have to understand... Um, you don't have to, have to understand all the details. You don't have to understand exactly where it is that you're going or how you're going to get there. Sometimes you know the destination, but you might think this. I don't have the strength to get there. Here's the awesome thing. How do you do it? How do you eat an elephant, by the way? One bite at a time, right? Here's what you do. You do it one step at a time, okay? The destination's way over there, and God says, okay, we're going here. I just have to kind of watch him and focus. Okay, we're here. I made it. And it's amazing how God is going to give you what you need for the next place. Have you ever noticed how light Jesus and the disciples uh, uh, packed? The birds of the air have nests and the foxes have holes, but the Son of Man is not to where to lay his head. Why didn't you bring a pillow, Jesus? Why didn't you have one of Mike Lindell's My Pillows? 
And, and what they would do, they'd come to somewhere, and he'd tell a couple of disciples, hey, go ahead, and if you find, you find a donkey there, let the guy know the master has need of it. That's not going to work. Hey, go ahead a little bit and, and, and find a house that has an upper room. Tell them uh, the master is going to use this tonight for the, the supper. Can you imagine a stranger showing up at your door? Hey, there's going to be 13 of us, and we need to use your room. And yet, that's just how Jesus lived his life. And he said, we're going to have what we need when we get there, and that's going to give us to, to the next place. Romans 15, 24, Paul is saying this, uh, Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, and I trust to see you in my journey, and to be brought on my way thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled by your company. He says this, when I come to you, I'm going to go to my next place, but I'm going to be, uh, get what I need while I'm with you. He gets refreshed, he gets recharged, and then he goes to that next place. That's what God does. God has uh, uh, what he needs, what, what he has for us at that next stop, right? If you're going to do a road trip, you don't need to worry about having enough fuel for the entire journey. <laughs> have a whole trailer of fuel cans or, or whatnot. No, there's going to be some gas stations along the way, and you kind of maybe plan that out. Okay, I have what I need to get to here, and then to get to here, and God leads us along. 2 Corinthians 1.16 and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought on my way towards Judea. Paul knew that along the way these churches were going to be a little bit of a help to him, and he was going to make it to that next place. See, God doesn't give people what they need until they get going. He told those priests, it's time to cross the River Jordan. We're going to get, we'll go into Canaan. We finally made it. Forty years later, we're getting ready to go across over there. And he says, this great river is going to part. What? Okay, Lord, we're going to wait for it to part. No, no, no. you got to start first. got to start? Yeah, I want the priest to carry the ark on the shoulders, and I want you to start going. Lord, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. What'd they do? They had to get all in the water, then it started moving. You see, we, we want to see it all laid out first, and God just says, do you trust me? You try, are you going to follow me? Do you think that I can take care of you? See, it's not hard to follow the cloud if you're looking in the right direction. If you're looking. It's not hard if you're looking. The problem is, we hear a little bit of noise, so we all look. All right? Thank you for the illustration. We all look. There was some noise. And then we look back. I lost it. Where did the, which cloud were we looking at, guys? Where did it go? We missed it because we got distracted. Someone said, well, let me tell you, here's, here, I, I came up with a book, uh, Five Ways to Do the Christian Life Without the Cloud. Oh, shortcut. And we missed the cloud. We missed what we're doing. Thank you. That's why it's always safe, folks, just to follow the cloud. You say, well, you're being very uh, figurative very kind of open-ended I know because your journey is something that's going to be between you and God what I'm saying is you need to find that cloud you need to follow the cloud you need to get with the Lord you need to get in his word you need to you need to learn to abide you need to learn to delight you follow him and it's amazing as you understand the word of God you understand the principles and you have your eyes on that cloud and it's amazing how that path starts to open up 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why do I need that? I especially need that, let me just say, in those night seasons. Why is it we don't read our Bibles in the night season? That's when you need the light. Well, I'm just discouraged right now, and I took a break from those things. It's just a season. Folks, that's when you need it. That's when you need some revival. We hear a noise, we turn our heads. I'm just going to say, anyone that's accomplished anything great for the Lord, they learned how to follow the cloud. Just follow Christ. You might say, oh, I'm a follower of Christ. No, no, I'm not saying, are you a believer? Are you a follower? That's, that's completely different. Does he set the agenda? Does he set the direction? Does he set the vision? That's going to be key. We get our, all of our own understanding, and we start complicating, we start... We start calculating. We start making all these. Hold on a second. Let's get back. Let's simplify this thing. What's that next step God has for you to do? What is the next thing that he wants you to do? And so, folks, we follow the cloud. The night season comes, we follow the fire. The fire is a little bit more intense than the cloud because we need a little bit more intensity when it's dark. When, we're, when, we, when it seems like we don't have the direction. But, hey, as long as you see that the fire, as long as you're abiding under the cloud, it's going to be okay. And you keep going. Don't listen to the critics. Don't listen to those that are, that are saying, wait a minute, uh, this is better. I've been this way before. Maybe you need to be this way before. And I'm not saying don't get counsel. Don't miss what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is what God did for somebody else isn't necessarily what he's going to do for you. And your journey is going to be different from their journey. But you need to make sure with great confidence that you're following that cloud. That, that you've got that direction for you. And by the way, you know, some people come in, preacher, just tell me what to do next. I'm not going to tell you what to do next. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'll listen. I'll, I'll kind of weigh out your options. If there's a, a biblical principle, maybe, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of point you to that. But I can't tell you what God's will is for your life. I'm not the Holy Spirit. By the way, I think some pastors need to hear that statement. I'm not the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to follow. Amen? Looking forward to some activity today. I think it is warming up a little bit, but... Uh, but I hope that's a help to us. Everyone's at a different place in their life, with their family. And all of us have a measure of leadership in our lives. But let me just say, you'll never be the leader you're supposed to be until you learn to follow the cloud. Until you learn how to be a good follower. Every one of us. Because the reality is, you're not leading anything. You need to get that vision from God. Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Father, we do thank you.